Podcasting from a sex writing cave from somewhere in the middle of the internet, this is The Smut Lancer, a weekly podcast where we discuss creating content about sex and getting paid to do it. The Smut Lancer podcast is hosted by me, Kayla Lords, and Molly Moore. We're two sex bloggers who have more ideas than time in the day. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. The Smut Lancer podcast is produced weekly, except during those times when we finally admit we need a break. Show notes are found at thesmutlancer.com. When you're ready to take your smut lancing career to a new level, join the Smut Lancers community on Patreon. For as little as $5 per month, you can ask questions, get answers, and interact with an entire community of other people who do what you do and want to get paid to do it too. Head to patreon.com slash the smut lancers to learn more. Hello, everybody. Kayla Lords here of the Smut Lancers podcast coming to you by my damn self without the amazing Molly Moore. <laughs> Makes me want to cry every time. I would really prefer. I have gotten used to over all these years of just recording podcasts with other people. And I think I prefer it that way, but that's okay. That's okay. I can handle it. What would your week or month be if I wasn't over here complaining that I had to poor me record and talk to myself and force other people to listen to me? Wow, wow, I know, I know. Uh, by the way, I'm recording this pre-coffee, so as you've already heard, who the fuck knows what's coming out of my mouth? Um, so in the next couple weeks or months, you will start hearing more from Molly and myself about things we've been planning in the background, all those quote, super secret plans that we've had that we have not publicized yet. Um, They are starting to come together and be a thing. And so I think if not the September episodes, then certainly by the October episodes, we will be talking about them more in depth. Um, And the reason is not just to promote ourselves, though there will be that. And can we please normalize people who uh, make money off the back of their own creativity, fucking promoting themselves as long as it's not spammy? That would be great. I'm tired of feeling guilty about telling you about a thing I did. Um, But also to talk about our process so we can let you know what we went through um, to get to the thing we might be talking about in that particular episode. So The word that I want to focus on that I just said for this episode is the process. Um, And like I've been doing with um, a lot of these solo episodes lately, I'm trying to take you into my process, whether that is my thought process, whether that is the not so great moment or the revelations I sometimes have. Um, That's what I'm using my however long time on a monthly basis where I have to just be by myself and be sad to do. Because I think we can look up the tips and tricks and we can certainly talk about the tips and tricks and the how to's and here are the steps you can take to achieve X goal, Y goal, whatever. Um, But what doesn't always get talked about, I think, is how we feel about those things or What leads up to deciding that these three top tips are the best top tips for us? Um, And sometimes I know, because I spend a lot of time following other people and trying to learn from them, it can appear from the outside as if 
they just woke up on a sunny Monday morning and were filled with brilliance and just knew to do these things when actually there's usually a lot of thinking and worrying and planning and rereading a thing and re-listening to a thing and asking somebody you trust, what do you think? And then it's really messy and it's, it's really chaotic sometimes. And then you decide, hmm, I will try this thing. Or you try all of the things and then you look back and you go, oh, I tried a hundred things, but really these five things were probably the things I should have done. It's all a process. And that is what I have had to learn for myself of all the tips and tricks and how to's and do this before you do that thing. The biggest lesson I feel like I have learned over the past several years is that everything is a process. And I don't just mean the process of do step one, then follow with step two, then oops, you forgot step three and accidentally did step four and now you've got to backtrack and fix and, uh, and not that process. The process that I am thinking of goes along with what my word for 2020 was supposed to be, which is progress, you know, and then we realized we were living in the worst timeline and the worst part of the multiverse and 2020, what what does time even mean? Um, But the, if everything is a process and you understand that as, and I, you meaning me, because really I'm talking to Kayla now. I'm talking to Kayla of 2019 (laughs) who had not had this moment of clarity. Um, If you understand that everything is a process, that nothing just shows up fully formed, nothing just works on the first try or very little works on the first try, that the vision in your head will not match your reality for a very long time, sometimes never, that is possibility. Um, If you recognize that, then even small things begin to look and feel like progress. So I know this is true for me. I think this may be true for some of you out there, especially people I've had conversations with who do the thing I do, which is you sort of berate yourself, you know, you're, your self-talk to yourself. Self-talk is, oh, wow, pre-coffee. I need coffee, y'all. The way we talk to ourselves is sometimes so mean and so cruel and just so judgy. We would never talk to a friend like that. We would not talk to a fellow smut lancer like that. We would uplift and support and encourage, and yet we can't do it for ourselves. We tell ourselves, I had this idea on Monday. Why is it not fully formed and in the world and functioning by Friday? Because that's not how the process works. The process, first of all, let me clue you in. This may disappoint you if you feel like you should envision a thing on Monday and have it ready to go on a Friday. The process takes as long as the process takes. You can sometimes speed up that process by um, benefiting from other people's knowledge, um, learning from past mistakes, making very detailed plans, um, not starting until you feel like you have enough resources to start. Some of those things can help. And then you get to a year like 2020 and you realize that time is meaningless. Uh, The world is a dumpster fire and sometimes process and progress uh, look like giving your brain a few weeks or even months off to deal with the hellscape that we currently live in. Um, I mean, I don't know about any other countries. I just know what it's like to be an American in a pandemic. (laughs) Um, 
So let me backtrack and tell you how I finally had this revelation. And the moment I saw this reality that had already been there, it wasn't that it wasn't existing and that other people don't know this. It's that I finally saw it. And by seeing it, I immediately calmed the fuck down about my own expectations for myself and what I'm supposed to be able to do and how long, put air quotes around that, how long a thing should take and all of that. So I've mentioned this in other episodes, usually with Molly, where we're kind of talking about it, but I wanted to give it its own episode. So when I started, so first of all, when I started blogging in 2012, I had no plans no idea other than I have these things I'd really like to write about. Other people write about their sex lives on the internet. Maybe I can do that too. Maybe a few people will read me. I was not ignorant to the fact that blogs can get popular, that people can make money off of them, that people can write books based on their blogs. I knew those things were possible in 2012. They were still possible. Uh, it's not a new invention of the, the 2020s, but I did not actually expect that for myself. I did not have that plan. I just wanted a place to talk about these things, to practice my writing, to see if I could do it. I hoped people would read me. I didn't really have any plans or goals beyond that. Uh, within a couple of years, I did have plans and goals. And I, and it, they were all very amorphous. Like, I want to write about this. Oh, I want to be known for talking about that. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't really decide that I might try to make a living off of it until about 2015. That was a year into my freelance writing career. Um, when I finally went, oh wait, yes, you can write about sex and maybe live off of the proceeds of that. that okay, we can do this. So I did not start that with any destination in mind. It was, uh, this is a thing I'd like to do. Let's see what happens. And through a lot of good luck and, you know, happening to be in the right place at the right time, virtually speaking, um, seeing opportunities, you know, the privilege I have to even have the time and resources and energy um, to sit and write every day, sometimes for years. Here I am. Well, I think sometimes that was sort of the, the tail end of the innocence of the create your own content online thing. And I don't know when it happened for me. It really was about a 2015, 2016 kind of thing. For others, the timeline will be different. But things have shifted for people who start blogs, start podcasts, start YouTube videos. And that is we know because we have seen that people can make money off of this, that can, people can be successful, that people can make this really cool thing. And part of the reason we know that is that by the time we come across a creator, they just happen to show up in our timeline one day. It's because they got big enough that other people were talking about them. And so we're looking at them on, I don't know, year three, four, five, maybe year 10 of their content creating journey. And what we see is I want that. That is the thing I want. And so then when we're new to making a creative thing, even if we've been creating forever, like I, every few years I got a new website and I no longer have the innocence I had in 2012 of I'm just gonna make a thing and see what happens. I make these things with purpose and with plans. And I think that happens to a lot of creators. And so, what happens is that 
you start the thing with the end in mind. You have this, I say you, the general you, I have this vision in my head of what it's going to be when it's successful. And then what happens is reality hits and you have kind of a clunky website at first with like three blog posts and no real direction and you don't quite know what you're doing yet or what you want to say yet or what resonates with an audience yet. And you deem yourself a failure because on day one, month six, year one, you still have not met the vision you had in your head. Um, when I started the smutlancer.com site, I knew I wanted it to be similar to a vanilla online marketing digital creation space called Copyblogger. I wanted it to be a sex writer version of that. I wanted it to be a sex content creator version of that. I wanted it to be a place where people could not only come to learn things, to be inspired, but maybe to find gigs and make money. And I wanted it to become a resource for the creators. And I wanted it to become a resource for brands where they knew if they hooked up with people who identified as smut lancers, they were getting professionals who were serious about creating good sexual content. That is the vision. I had that vision in 2017 to a certain extent. I still have that vision in 2020. Have I reached that point yet? Hell no. Was I disappointed in the Smutlancer in some ways in the early days? Absolutely. I was not disappointed in the way that it was impacting people the way that it did from the beginning. Um, it might've just been one person or two people, but they were finding value in it. And so I said, I want this to be better. I feel like a failure cause it's not better, but it is doing this thing. So that's the third part. We've got process, we've got progress, we've got success. If everything is part of a process, a long term, this takes a while process and everything you do to inch yourself forward in the process gets to be progress, then it means that success gets to look like many, 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 many different things. And it's only in retrospect and looking back that I can see all of this because in the middle of it, what I'm looking at are my stats not going up. What I'm looking at are downloads for the podcast being mediocre. What I'm looking at is my own burnout and not feeling like I have anything to say, so why bother? What I'm looking at is all the things I'm not doing or have not accomplished and I'm not looking at what has been accomplished. And in the middle of it, that's where I I get stuck. Now I'm a few years on and I now feel like I'm getting closer, we're not there yet, but I'm getting closer to the vision of what I wanted the smutlancer.com site to be. Now, I have the same kind of thing with Loving BDSM as a site, as a podcast, now as a YouTube channel, um, and yet it feels different. So on Loving BDSM, my whole goal is to create a community of people who feel like they can trust us to be a, a single, a resource on happy, healthy power exchange relationships. Like I finally figured out our elevator pitch. We've been a thing since 2015. Here's 2020. I figured out how to distill what is loving BDSM down to a sentence. Took me five years. That's part of the process too. Um, But while I have goals over there, 
the what success looks like feels different than what success looks like in Smart Lancer. And I think part of that is how seriously, let's put some air quotes around that word, I take myself in both of those spaces. So Loving BDSM did not start out to be something to educate. I still am not comfortable calling myself an educator. I let other people call me that. Um, it was a place to talk about my experiences, to share them, to find common purpose with other kinky people. And by keeping that sort of end goal in mind, you know, that, that value in mind, I have been a lot more forgiving of myself and the process to turn it into something also that is also profitable that we are also making money on. Um, the smut lancer, this was my moment to come forward and go, I know some shit, I think, and I'm going to share it with you so you can know some shit too. And that hit me right in the imposter syndrome feels. So for me, that meant in my head incorrectly that I needed to get it right from day one, that the site needed to be perfect from day one. Now, never mind, I did not have the money to hire a designer at the time. I've always bootstrapped my projects. If I can't start it for free and or extremely cheap, it sits there until I've saved up the money or I find a way to start it free or extremely cheap because I am just like that. Some people, you know, I want a slick, pretty website. Sure I do, who the hell doesn't? but I don't always have hundreds of dollars to throw at a thing. And in 2017, I was getting closer to where I'm at financially in 2020, but I wasn't there yet. So that it, I had to be able to do it on my own to take the skills that I'd kind of figured out, the my ability to Google things and to watch YouTube videos to learn things and the help that was offered. And I have long uh, relied on Michael Knight's help uh, at New Signs and the number two, New Signs 2 on Twitter um, for a very long time. But that didn't always mean I could hand over hundreds of dollars or pounds to him and go, hey, can you just do this for me? Um, and so there I was doing something that hit me in the imposter syndrome feels like right in the center of my gut and core and my vision could not match my reality. And I struggled with that. And I think a lot of creators struggle with that. You want to put yourself forward as a person who knows how to do a thing and you have this picture in your mind of what that is supposed to look like, what people should see when they find you for the first time. And for most of us, especially those of us who do not have either the skills to create something beautiful and slick ourselves or the resources to pay somebody to do it, we have to piece it together. We have to figure it out. We learn from the resources around us. Um, one of the reasons I wanted Molly and I to start the Smut Lancers community was so people had an easier access to a dedicated space where you could go and get that kind of help. But you're still essentially doing it on your own and you're doing it imperfectly. And you're doing it knowing you don't know what the hell you're talking about. And depending on the type of content you're creating, you might also simultaneously trying to put your be putting yourself forward as somebody who knows what the hell you're talking about. And it can be a struggle. And in the middle of it, it is definitely a struggle. It, I've had my moments of just pushing through and hitting publish anyway. It's why I feel like it's the best advice I have and yet the absolute least helpful 
is that you have to just push through and hit publish anyway. You have to, for like half a second, want the thing you're trying to accomplish more than you're scared of your inability to accomplish it. Uh, That is unhelpful to the nth degree because there's no five-step process to get there. It's just a feeling that you have to go on. And if you don't have that feeling within you, then you have to find another feeling. For me, that's what I do. I have to want the thing more than I'm scared of doing the thing. But now I'm three years out of the Smut Lancer site being born. I'm a lot more confident in myself as a person who can share what I know on the internet and not be completely vilified for it. Um, Part of that is because all the things I was afraid of, which for me, those were things like people telling me I didn't know what I was talking about. I wasn't any good at it. Who the fuck was I? Those things didn't happen. People might think that, but thankfully they're politely not saying it to me. Um, That is the nice thing. I will tell you if you are sad about your audience numbers, that's the nice thing about having a small audience. Those things become really rare. It's when you get a little bit bigger and you hit more of a put air quotes on this mainstream of your niche that then more people know you and then more people want to share their opinions. I'm slowly getting to that point with loving BDSM. I'm getting very unsolicited, nasty things that somebody would never say to a person looking them in the face, but they sure as shit are happy to DM me some of those things. That is a rant for another day. Um, But with like with Smut Lancer, I, I think we're still at the point if people don't like what I have to say or what I'm doing, they just click away and they move on and that's fine. But because the worst never happened to me, I can now look back over the years and see what the process has actually been. And it has been a bumpy, uh, not at all cute process. It has been a process filled with days where I just didn't want to make anything and days where I skipped out on content and days where I just was like, what even is the point? What even does this matter? I don't know what are words. But now I see it from a distance. And now I see that all of those things that I was trying and doing and struggling with and coming up with new ideas and getting advice where I could and somehow just letting things sit for just a little bit, not forever, just a little bit until I felt that spark of, yeah, let's keep doing this. All of that was part of the process. And the site that is currently coming together as today's and today, I mean like 2020's Smut Lancer site, is becoming closer to the vision I had. So when I look back, I can see all the little successes that don't match up to the big success. The big success is I have achieved the end goal of creating a site that is this resource that I envisioned in 2017. Oh, and there is some kind of income from it because uh, we all know this stuff is labor and it takes time and it is okay to be paid for our labor and time y'all. Um, and we're getting closer to that. And so all the things that I did not notice as successes before I can go back and go, well, that was a success. Once I got, um, a couple of people who regularly pitched to the Smut Lancer site, that was a success. Collaborating with Molly Moore was like the best idea I've had in a decade. I think like just great idea. Um, And some of the other things that were sometimes not overt successes that I would, you know, publicize, I can still see as successes now. Like on those weeks when the last thing I wanted to do is write a blog post, I wrote a blog post. 
on those weeks where I was like, does anybody even matter? Somebody DM'd me and said, yes, it does matter. Things that were partly in my control, partly not in my control, those get to count as successes, even when I have not hit the final goal. 2020, with some of the changes coming in the Smelt Lancer site and the Smelt Lancer community, we still, I still have not hit the ultimate goal, but I am closer. And I'm also aware that the first vision I had in my head when I was younger and more naive and more um, hopeful and had stars in my eyes about what I was trying to create, I might never get to that vision. And if I don't, it's because something else was better. Something else was what was more needed. Something else caught my attention and I wanted to go down that path. And that is also part of the process of this. The thing you think you want on the first day before you even start your blog, that vision you have in your head of what you think it's going to be like, reality almost never matches it. Almost never. So parting words of wisdom because I've gone on for a bit. Um, everything is a process. Everything we do is a process. The day you conceive of an idea that you're not even on step one yet. Okay. Step one is when you, to me, is when you take action on the thing, you buy the domain, you start the account, you draft something, even if it's like in a Google doc or Word doc, you start the thing. That is part of the process. All of the ups and downs you're going to go through trying to make your Smutlancer site or platform or content a thing, that is also part of the process. There's going to be moments where you think, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And you're going to push through anyway. There's going to be moments where you are going to compare yourself to other people. And as much as I want us all to stop doing that, that does seem to be part of the process. You, I think you have to do it until you get to a point where you're like, I'm not going to fucking do that anymore. Um, if you could stop doing that five seconds after you do it the first time, I would be happier for you. But it, I think it's part of the process. The process we follow, as messy as it might be, because it's almost never going to be an easy one through 10 steps. It's going to be two steps forward, one step back, three steps forward, one step back, five steps forward, 10 steps back. And then it's, how, how was I thinking about the other day? It was cha-cha. Okay, we're dancing here. Um, and sometimes we're leading and sometimes we're following, but we're going back and forth, back and forth. The process we follow is what allows for progress. Progress allows us to measure success in whatever way we can and we want to. So when we got to, um, I say we, when I got to consistently posting a podcast and a blog post every week, nonstop for Smutlancer, barring family emergencies and issues, um, that felt like a success. I didn't know it at the time, but that helped me push forward and be consistent and helped people get access to content and to get used to us and to find us because maybe they hadn't seen something the week before, but they saw us that week. Now the new success is I've got a wealth of contributor pieces and we're still taking pitches by the way. Um, so that I'm about two weeks ahead with content. That's great. Normally I'm three weeks behind and constantly playing catch up. Uh, Molly and I are going through a site redesign and rebrand that we will talk about. And that is getting me a little bit closer to the polished, well thought out, well put together site that I have in my head. Um, I 
one of those things, and part of this is privilege. I understand that, but part of it is I do have access to a few more resources. I can put a little bit of money towards things. I couldn't have done that in 2017. This too is part of the progress. And so when I can pay to have a professional make a thing for me, I call that a success because I know there was a time that I couldn't. So if you recognize that all the things you want to do are part of a process, you cannot know how long it's going to take. It's going to take as long as it takes. Sometimes that's literal years. And process is what allows us to progress. And when we make progress in the process, then we have multiple kinds of success that have almost nothing to do with the end vision that we have in our head, whether that's a certain level of income or a certain audience level or a certain Twitter follower account or Instagram follower account. Those things you can count as successes if they help you, but they are not all that success can mean. And knowing these things has helped me sort of calm the hell down about my own stuff. It doesn't mean that I don't get bogged down in the day-to-day minutia of, oh, this thing's not working the way I want, or oh, that's more expensive than I thought it was going to be, or oh, I have to put that plan on hold for a while. But it does allow me to see the bigger picture. Um, Could I have seen this on day one? No. Do I expect brand new sex content creators to believe me just because I'm saying the words? No, I think we sometimes have to go through it. But I think those of you who have been maybe blogging for a year or two or three, or you are better off maybe in your income than you were a year ago, but you're still not where you want to be. I think if you can, for just, for just a minute, for just a minute, take a step back, step out of the situation as best you can. It's impossible to be completely objective. I know. And look at everything that's happened in terms of creating that thing, how much further along are you than when you started? Um, If you're not as far along as you wanna be, have you managed to maintain anything over a long period of time? Most content creators flame out at a certain point. They just stop, they just disappear. The internet is littered with blogs that have not been updated in months and years and at this point now decades, okay? Have you managed to keep going even when the world felt against you? Maybe your own body felt against you, your mind felt against you, resources felt against you, and you still managed to push through and keep going because it's important to you? That gets to be a success. That needs to be a success. If you're not giving up when all of the odds are against you, I'm going to call you successful because most people would give up. They'd move on to something else. Um, So that is how I'm starting to look at these things. Um, I'm starting to get a little bit more patient about things. I'm starting to celebrate small successes because I know they're part of the progress. That means the process is occurring. We are moving forward if I can't always see it. And so that is the thing I hope that if you're not already there for yourself yet, you can get there, you can get closer to there, you can be a little bit kinder to yourself, you can remember the infamous words of Molly Moore that I really need to get together as merch, quite frankly, your vision is not a plan. Your plan is a plan and your plan will take a process and the act of getting from the day you start a thing to three years out, five years out, 10 years out, There is a process in that, even if it's not a dedicated, written down, follow this to the letter process, there is a process to it. And the sooner you can figure out the process that works best for you and be more patient with yourself and stop comparing yourself to others, I think the sooner 
you'll feel a little bit better when things are really tough and you'll find ways to dig deep and keep going when things, when it's a two steps back kind of day and things aren't going so hot. So that's where I'm at. I hope if this doesn't help immediately, it gives you a little bit of hope. It gives you something to think about. Um, And yeah, that's all I've got for you this week. Next week, uh, I believe you'll be hearing from Molly as she interviews the amazing Amy Norton. And then after that, we will be back. And soon, soon, I don't know exactly when, but soon we are going to start talking about some of the things we've been talking, saying that are super secret. So we can kind of take you on the journey with us and share things that we have learned and experienced through this process. Until then, have a great week. Go forth and be the best smut lancer you can be in any given moment in whatever way that means. And just remember, it's all part of a process and nothing will ever happen as quickly as you want it to. Just take it from me. I know. Bye, y'all. Thanks for listening to the Smut Lancer podcast. If you like what you just heard, please leave a review on your favorite podcast app and check out the blog, past episodes, and other great information at thesmutlancer.com. You can follow the Smut Lancer on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. It's at the Smut Lancer in all three places. Or follow Eroticon on Twitter or Instagram at Eroticon UK, all one word, Eroticon UK. For more tips, tricks, and help from your fellow Smut Lancers, join us at patreon.com slash thesmutlancers. Thanks for listening. Let's do this again next week. Mm-hmm.